Hello and welcome to the Energy Forecast 2022 and over the course of January I'm going to be interviewing nine experts on the energy of 2022. So you can get a free workbook, you can see the link here, please go to this link and you can sign up for a free workbook about the energy of 2022. Every single expert that I interview, I'm asking them to give me an exercise of something you guys can do and integrate into your lives to make 2022 the most amazing year ever. So go to that link, sign up for your free 2022 energy workbook. If you haven't already, please subscribe to my channel. From the 7th of January, we're going to be having nine experts, astrologers, numerologists, shamanic practitioners. I'm gonna be talking about the Akashic Records. We're gonna have lots of different experts discussing the energy of 2022 and how you can utilize this energy to have your best year yet. So hello and welcome to the Energy Forecast 2022. I am your host, Aloise Surfie Middleton. I just wanted to jump on and share some exciting news with you guys, because I know you're gonna be following me through this series. Now, one of the things I've noticed, I've probably interviewed thousands of people now, and often when I interview mystics, astrologers, numerologists, a lot of the people in this series, you have to imagine that their past lives have been such that they have supported people in positions of power with their knowledge but they were often persecuted in their past lives. So it's very interesting for me because usually when I interview people in this space, a lot of them are nervous and a lot of them have a fear of being interviewed. And that is all coming from our past lives. So I felt the need to share that with you. I had to do a lot of work on myself as well. Being seen was not something that I enjoyed. It was not something I relished. Um, and again, if we have been truth tellers, healers, people who have been persecuted for speaking the truth in past lives, the chances are you are not going to really enjoy the camera. And you're also going to be scared of potentially doing things that get you out of your comfort zone and being interviewed, etc. But these are all things that we can overcome. And working in your Akashic Record is a fantastic way to do that. So clearing blocks, clearing karma, you know, we are here to evolve to our fullest, highest evolution. And by watching this energy series, you are really understanding the energy of this year. And you're taking action to really integrate the exercises that we are giving you to enable you to create the reality that you desire. So keep persevering. I just thought I'd share that with you. I was just doing a little bit of research and Richard, who you're going to meet now, has had 10 lifetimes as an astrologer, including Henry VIII's astrologer. How cool is that? So hello and welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfleet Middleton, and we are in at the moment in the middle of our Energy 2022 forecast. And Richard Stevens is my second guest on the Energy 2022 forecast. He is an intuitive astrologer who has been an astrologer for 37 years 
He mainly specializes in Western astrology and has a brand called RP Astrology on Facebook. And I have to be honest, I've been following him for a while on Facebook. And what I love about Richard is his candidness and his frankness. And he's a very conscious human being and he's an incredible astrologer. So welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Did I embarrass you? Um... <laughs> <laughs> No, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but it's um, it's a little bit humbling, really, hearing that, because yeah, I don't yeah. see myself like that. I'm just me. Yeah, well, you're also, we discussed, didn't we, before you came on, you've also been an astrologer for 10 lifetimes, we discovered. So you've well, been doing this a while. And astrologer spirit guides, and apparently astrologer to kings. Yeah, King Henry VIII, if no yeah. less. Yeah, we had a quick look at Richard's uh, Akashic record. He was looking at my birth chart bless him and I was looking at his Akashic record and yeah I, uh, it was seven lifetimes as an astrologer to kings I think so or was it ten no three to kings three to kings sorry one lifetimes. being Henry VIII and seven times I was murdered yes and I got a vision when I looked at your record of you being thrown off a castle in the middle of the night and so I did wonder whether you might have a problem with heights and flying yeah, and I am a bit funny around heights, that's for sure. I don't like flying. I wouldn't say I was terrified of it, but I don't like heights. It's best I don't look out the window. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And in terms of being murdered, I take that as, um, that's good, because it means I, I must have been being honest and not just saying what they wanted to hear if they Absolutely. thought I was worth murdering. So I'll take that as a badge of honour, actually. Thank you. <laughs> well, Richard. Thank you so much for joining us in the Energy 2022 forecast. The kind of purpose of these podcasts is to set our listeners up for this powerful year so they kind of have an understanding of what they can expect and really how they can utilise the energy. But before we get into this year per se, I would just love to hear your story because you mentioned to me that you started um, looking into astrology at the age of 17. So how did you... How did you progress into being a self-taught astrologer? Okay, so I had a girlfriend around that time, young Libran lady, a little bit older than me, French assistant teacher, and she bought a book on Pisces and Libra. I'm the Pisces, she's the Libra. Just a little book. I'd always sort of followed the stars and the papers and magazines before that, but not taken it particularly seriously, just read them to see what it says. But when I read that book, I just thought, blimey, whoever wrote that book knows me exponentially better than anyone who knows me family friends mum dad the whole lot they just nailed me down to a t and i couldn't believe it so that was it i was just wow what's hooks. going on here so then i got another book which was a bigger one found out about things called rising signs found out how to calculate my rising sign which turned out to be scorpio and then when i put that together with the pisces sun sign it's kind of like I went from standard definition to high definition. You know, it just fitted in. It was perfect. And then I, you know, you could find out about your moon sign. And I found out that my moon was in Gemini. And again, it was just like an upgrade to the picture quality. It's just fitted in. It was perfect. Wow. So before I kind of knew it, I bought um, my first computer chart when I was 21 to tell me basically where all the planets were and um, got that reading through it's a computer one which was um you know pretty au fait in those days that was a long time ago it's not the internet hadn't been around long mm. and that was amazing and i learned more from that and to do with different house systems and stuff got an encyclopedia of astrology it just went from there and the thing is as well is 
as my interest took off in those days, and particularly once I got this book that allowed me to see where all the planets were for anyone and to work out rising signs for anyone, I was at it with everyone. All my friends, all my family, work colleagues, I was doing all that. <laughs> I'm sort of a highly intuitive person anyway, because of the makeup of my own chart, loads of planets in Pisces, Scorpio ascendant, two in Scorpio, one in Cancer, all of these intuitive signs, empathy, feeling, sensing. So I've always had a good feel for other people, even before learning about astrology, always well tuned to other people. So then armed with the astrology and being able to look at planets and rising signs and then putting that against everyone I knew, it was just an amazing journey, really. Wow. And, you know, and I got totally absorbed into it. I actually bought... When I was 21 and I got the computer chart done, I just got a bed set and moved out of home, mm -hmm. which I'd shared a bedroom with with two brothers. So suddenly it was amazing because I had my own space. Pluto was transit in my ascendant at the time, which a lot of people won't get in their lifetimes. And it's a really major thing. So it was a real time of self-discovery, even though I was four years into my astrological journey. I kind of just got insights and things that took it all to another level. And I just got even more absorbed into it. But all this was going on at the time when Margaret Thatcher was in power, born in the poll tax. I remember, yeah. We went into a recession. The interest rates doubled. I couldn't afford to pay my um, mortgage anymore. I was getting more and more into debt, getting laid off from work because of the recession. So all that was going on. And all I could do was astrology. That's all I was interested in, even though it was like, yeah. like my life was falling apart. And eventually I got repossessed when I was 24. And I thought at that stage, you know, this is down to me. I wrongly thought that, that I'd kind of let things go astray because I was so absorbed into the stars that I should have been doing more to try and make my life in order. And I kind All of right. right off from the astrology at that stage, but not before realizing that there were going to be major times in my life when I got into my 40s and 50s. And also an awareness that I'd absorbed so much information that I just needed to process it all. Sure. Try and make sense of it. And I think one of the problems in those days is you look at the written word mm -hmm. for everything and you kind of relay that to people. And for some people, when you get into in-depth astrology, it works, but for others, it doesn't. So what's going on there? So I kind of had all this stuff that I needed to process and just needed to back off and let it work out in the background. And that's effectively what happened. And then I picked up the mantle again when I was in my 40s, ended up buying some computer software so I could work out charts, generate charts, all very easily, and um, was off and running again, and then turned professional around four years ago. Wow. Late 2017. What just went self-employed, got a Facebook page. And, and would then... you say you've been guided ever since? Because I think what I'm coming across right now is a lot of people who are wanting to shift into their dharma and into their purpose and of course you and I are a little bit further ahead you know and I see people very nervous because obviously we're so taught aren't we we've got to push you've got to push you've got to push and actually the opposite happens when you get into your dharma and into your purpose you're guided and you receive a lot more than necessarily having to sort of go 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 so I just would, would love your experience because there's a lot of people out there who are wanting to make the shift that you made you know in your 40s well, I honestly think that I've always been guided and just wasn't really aware of it. Yeah, and beautiful. just kind of accepted that as being my mind and how it works and intuition and kind of just going with that flow. So it's kind of all been working itself out, even if I didn't have the awareness of it. And now I have much more awareness. 
perfect perfect example yeah it's the end of the day the thing is it's just a trusting for me and how it works with my chart it's going to be different for everyone but for me what works is just actually just being chilled about it all quite relaxed I find more more comes to me when I step back and when I go looking for it and I expect that's true for most people I think that's a magnetic thing well, I think you're totally right. I think, you know, when we're unconscious, maybe when we're more in the 3D and we're working our more classic jobs, we don't have the time or the space to actually tune in and connect. And it's when you have space. And actually, that's really what's happened for everybody, isn't it? Over the course of the last 18 months, two years, we've slowed down. And then, of course, that's what's caused so many spiritual awakenings is people because they've actually had a chance to assess their lives and, and reconnect to their intuition and go actually what am I doing why was I living this crazy life that I don't even like absolutely I, well I think a big thing for me which made a difference as well and this isn't going to work for everyone is I left full-time employment around about five years ago and when I started doing the astrology but I was also a self-employed gardener and then got a couple of part-time jobs to supplement it but it just gave me more time just mm. to kind of absorb more because obviously when you're working eight hours a day you're absorbed in all that and you get tired from that it only leaves so much more for other things so I've really given myself space and time you know it's hit me in the pocket I live in a tiny flat which is rented I don't really have a great deal of assets or a great deal of money and I'm just and all that's fine because I don't really need that and I'm just so not material at all as long as I can afford my car and to pay the essentials then so I just give myself lots of time and I think it's all working out, considering where we are now, you know, where the world's gone in the last couple of years. It's all kind of been working itself out. And I love that side of it. You know, I love that. It's kind of like it was meant to be. So I didn't do these things consciously thinking I'm going to do it for that. It's become more conscious is we've progressed in these last few years. Mm. Um, but in a way, it's kind of like it's all been working out for my highest good. Well, I think life does. Like you said, that's, that is exactly the viewpoint that we need to have with it if we understand that it's happening for us, not to us. So even when life was kind of crashing down around your ears, it was actually conspiring for your greatness. But of course, you've got to step away from your fears. Yes. So many times it would have been easy for me to have been, you know, just gone out and got a job and put all this to side, like I did when I was 24 and getting repossessed and blaming that upon myself and now knowing well, that was nothing to do with myself all those recessions and things were all managed and um, it was all done on purpose. I, there was nothing that I could have realistically done apart from work myself into a ground to try and keep a bedsit going. You know, again, the fact that I got repossessed, it all worked out for my highest good. Mm. So, uh, you know, when I got the day I got repossessed, it was like, whew, it was like a huge weight had been lifted. Mm, and I could just kind of get on with my life, you know, my life of just being as a person rather than my life, being about material gain and just trying to toe the line and and that stay. is our journey Richard the journey of a soul is to go from doing to being so yeah. what, you're, what you're now doing is you're being who you are at soul level which isn't a beautiful astrologer and it just feels so right for you so yeah you don't need to do so much yeah it's great it is great and it's amazing really because I don't consider myself to be particularly awake before um, a couple of years ago I think I've always probably been awake on some levels but in right. terms of awareness to what's really been going on in the world and how the world's been run you know I didn't really have a clue about that I knew governments were corrupt and, mm. and things yes but I didn't have a clue as to what level and just how far it went and the distortion of our whole history mm. 
and just the way that we've just been manipulated, doctrined, and you know, so I've only kind of realized that in the last couple of years, and it's utterly shocking, of course. The rabbit hole is long and the rabbit hole is deep. Yeah, <laughs> I doubt if any of us are truly fully awake. You know, we kind of we, we call ourselves awake or asleep, but I think we're all at various stages of awakening, and some of us are just further down the line. Absolutely. Yeah. And, our, you know, as we go through our spiritual evolutionary process, our consciousness rises and it shifts and it shifts our view of the world. So depending on where we are at in our process will depend on what we see effectively. So that's what's so fascinating about right now is you've got all these billions of human beings on the planet being fed the same propaganda, but some are responding in different ways. So you can actually see a young soul walking down the street because they've probably got 10 masks on or something you know you can actually see where people are at in their conscious evolution by how they're responding so absolutely it's very interesting isn't it, it if is you put all the fear aside and everything else it's fascinating on one level that's for sure absolutely fascinating and i think that is the key thing to do actually for anyone listening is you know if you take the standpoint that life is happening for us not to us like richard and i just said imagine if this is being created for your highest good and you come from that standpoint on a daily basis. Like I like you, Richard, I knew about this stuff when I was in my twenties, because I had a friend who was quite deep in the rabbit hole, but I didn't really know what to do with it because what you do when you find out the bank of England isn't a pro is a private bank, you know? Um, but then in the last 18 months, when it's all kind of gone mental, like the, the level of depravity, should we say, is what I discovered. Um, but at the same time, you know, how we change that is by focusing on ourselves and doing our inner work. And this is why astrology, you know, you and I have a, a sort of shared passion. You know, I know that you're really keen to bring astrology to the masses so it can really help people evolve. And I'm the same with kind of Dharma and the Akashics, because as we said, imagine if we'd said to 10 year old Richard, you know, that you I know you did it at 17, which was really young. But imagine if we could have told you at 10 that you'd working with Henry VIII's astrologer and you'd had 10 lifetimes in astrologer. You know, how how would that have set you up? And I think it's such an important thing that will have start to happen in our in our society, hopefully integrating these modalities. Yeah. And I realized that when I was 21 and Pluto was on my ascendant, I just had this real awareness of just how you, you know, this stuff should be taught in school. And of course, not just astrology, like we, your dharma, yoga, meditation, mm. et cetera, et cetera. The things that really matter, not the rubbish, the absolute rubbish that they are taught, that we are taught, were taught. Absolutely. So with that ado, let's get on to 2022. So like remembering that obviously, what, like I think with astrology, you guys understand so much, but I'll be honest, I'm a very like new not new to astrology because I've had astrology readings for a long time but I don't understand it in a kind of house's way so if you could speak to me like a beginner that would be fantastic um but what do you see as the energy and uh, the things that we need to be aware of for 2022 okay so what I want to first of all sort of say to lead us into this is mm -hmm. astrologers come in all shapes and sizes mm -hmm. and there are many different types of astrology Mayan astrology, Sri Lankan astrology, Indian astrology, Chinese, Western, which I do. And I'm not expert on the other sorts. And, um, and no one, I don't think, is expert across the board. And I'm absolutely certain that our whole understanding of this subject is still really limited. So, you know, it, you can only tell so much. And what's really important as well is for people to understand that I'm not claiming that our lives are being 
dictated to by the stars and planets is an influence and it's one influence and amongst other influences. And um, of course we know about law of attraction now and um, quantum physics. So we know that the universe is responding to us as to where we're at vibrationally. We know that in the first seven years of our lives that we're basically just being programmed. You know, we're kind of just in, everything's going into the subconscious mind and the whole way that we view the world after that is affected by that. And we were all programmed in a bad way, unfortunately, mm. not in the sort of enlightened way we were just discussing. So everything's got to be sort of seen in context. You know, you can only do so much with the stars, but they are really useful and enlightening, but we're still very much in a learning process. So they're influencing, but other things are influencing. We're influenced by the people around us, by our surroundings, by our beliefs, by our perceptions. Mm -hmm. And we meet it all from where we're at. So everyone's got their own individual birth chart. Mm -hmm. Everyone, we're all kind of being influenced by where the stars are now as a collective, but we're even more being influenced at an individual level. So when you sort of talk about astrology in general terms, you know, I, I can't make sort of specific and concrete predictions for 2022 or any other year. And anyone who does that for astrology isn't just doing that for astrology. They've got to be using other means because the answers aren't all in the stars. And it's not all about what planet is where and which way up the world is in relation to the zodiac. But it's definitely having an influence. And, you know, my take on all this is basically it's like a search for the truth. It's mm. like a fascination. Mm. I don't I have no interest in getting rich from astrology. I'm, my biggest interest is just working out what the hell is going on. <laughs> that's the fascination. So that's my kind of journey with it. So in terms of this year, well, of course, the stars, planets and stuff, they're on a continual journey. Mm -hmm. So it's not all, you know, we've basically brought energy into this year from last year and it will go through into next year and we just put years upon things and and time and stuff as a way of just dividing and trying to segment and see things but the energies are always flowing and it's a continual journey right now i've said all that let's sort of try and focus on 2022 so we've been having some really interesting astrology of late very powerful particularly in the sign of capricorn in 2020 and then more so Aquarius and Capricorn in 2021. And in many ways, this year is a, a bit of a continuation. So Pluto is going to remain in Capricorn all the way through this year, where it's been for over 10 years now. Neptune, Uranus and Saturn are all going to remain in the signs that they are. Um, so on those levels, planetary wise, no sort of significant shifts in terms of them not changing signs. But Jupiter changes every year. And the shifts with Jupiter this year are particularly poignant. Now, I don't know, sort of, I could sort of basically, I'm just going to go for it, okay? If you okay, are. let's go for it. I'll, I'll ask you questions. So basically, we've had this sort of situation where at the end of last year, there was this business with Venus and Pluto. So Venus came up to Pluto, sat by his side before going into retrograde, which held her in that space. So Venus and Pluto were together really closely for over two weeks, whereas normally Venus would just sail on by. But the retrograde brought right by him, and then she's gone backwards. Mercury is now into Aquarius, and is going to go into retrograde on the 14th of this month. And 
in that retrograde period, it's going to go from being by Saturn side in Aquarius back to where Pluto is. So Pluto gets highlighted again because Mercury will be stuck by his side because when it gets to the end of a retrograde period, it literally comes to a standstill and it takes quite some time to build up momentum and go forward again. Mm -hmm. So again, Pluto gets highlighted by Mercury. Now, as Mercury goes forward again, Venus will move out of retrograde, start going forward. And in the meantime, Mars is coming up from Sagittarius and Mars and Venus are going to link up. And because Venus would ordinarily go about twice the speed of Mars, but because she's going to take some time to get up to speed, her and Mars basically come side by side, which is lovely for everyone, Venus and Mars. And they literally sort of, they're holding hands as they approach Pluto and then all come together with Pluto within a fraction of degree of each other before Venus and Mars finally come into exact conjunction at pretty much exactly the same place as the Great Conjunction just over a year ago with Saturn, Jupiter. What does that actually mean for us? And this is the point that we don't kind of really know, um, but what we do know is it's really significant. It's so significant that we kind of, you know, proper astrology is not about fortune telling. Sure. And the moment I try and sort of say it means this is going to happen, that's going to happen, it's all going to kind of fall down because it'll work for some people and not for others. So I think the really important thing is to go forward with open minds, but to know that Pluto energy, which is so significant in terms of this kind of type of astrology that I'm talking about now for everyone on a worldwide basis, you know, Pluto is probably the most significant planet for that. It's the slowest moving planet. It stays in one place for a long time. So it really kind of burns a hole in that place and makes a mark. And because Mercury and Venus are such personal planets, coming both spending a long time in conjunction with Pluto, it really highlights the Pluto energy. And Pluto is the planet of transformation. Ah, that sounds interesting. Transformation and at a personal level, Mercury is our mind, Venus is our relationships, Mars is how we direct ourselves outside of the sun and moon. Those are the three personal planets, Mercury, Venus and Mars. So they're all going to get a serious taste of Pluto energy. And they're all going to come in for those transformational feelings. So all that's going on and that, you know, that's all important in its own rights. But then the biggest stuff is still to come. So bear with me. I'm just kind of taking you through a timeline of the major events for the year without getting too bogged down in detail. Okay. A lot of the big action is going to take place in Pisces and then Aries. And this is because the one generational planet that will shift this year is Jupiter, which is it basically changes signs roughly once a year. So that's not unusual. And it's just inside Pisces now. It only moved into Pisces at the end of last year. It's going to storm through Pisces into um, Aries pretty quick. I think it enters Aries. I've got the date down here in May. And then at the end of the year, it basically it goes into retrograde, goes back into Pisces a bit, back into Aries. So Jupiter's the one to watch for. And the biggest mark that it's going to make is in Pisces and Aries, which is really significant because Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac and relates to our subconscious mind and where we process everything that's been before. And then Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So it's all about the self and new beginnings. And this is going to be a major part of this year. So transformation and new beginnings for individuals and humanity? Yes, all of it. 
all of it because it's affecting us on every level. So we're all going to feel it on a personal level, personal level more relating to where this is playing out on our individual birth charts. But collectively, in relation to the zodiac as a whole, we're all being influenced by this. And the Pluto energy is highlighted right now, particularly strong at the moment with Capricorn and Aquarius energies, as it's been for the last two years. So at this year, at this stage, there's no significant shift in terms of there's a big concentration in Capricorn and Aquarius. Things are shifting all the time, but there's not a major shift apart from the fact that Jupiter's just entered Pisces. And then that really kind of kicks into gear as it moves through Pisces, which it will do really fast. So we have a new moon in Pisces. When on, is that? Sorry. That's on the um, 2nd of March. OK, so March is when we can expect this kind of big transformation as such. March is going to be when things really start to kick off. So on the 2nd of March, we've got the new moon in Pisces. And on the 3rd of March is when Pluto, Venus and Mars are all going to be within a fraction of degree of each other. And just to give us an idea, because obviously you would know obviously better than myself and the listeners, is this a kind of one in a hundred year event? One in a, you know, is this a common event that we're experiencing or how would you, how would you set, frame that for us? It's unique. So Jupiter being in Pisces the last time would have been 12 years ago, but the makeup of the Zodiac now is unique and it's never been before. And of course, life is constantly unfolding and expanding. So this moment in time has never existed before and any moment coming up in front of us. So this is one of the problems with astrology that many people look to the past, what happened then to define what it all means and what it means going forward. And that can work well to a point, but it can also limit things because we have to be open to the new possibilities. And we're kind of more aware of that now than ever as we realize how much of the past is basically fake and false. So we're becoming more aware of the real potential of it all. Sounds like quite an exciting year, though. It is an exciting year, which hasn't kind of quite got going yet. Certainly in March, it really kicks off. There's just so many things. The Sun and Jupiter come together in Pisces on the 6th of March. So Sun, big powerhouse energy. Jupiter is our kind of beliefs, our spirituality, expansion, learning, the higher mind. We then have the equinox on the 20th and, um, and then Mercury and Neptune are together on the 21st of March. And then the real big one, I think this is the biggest one for the whole year, Jupiter and Neptune come together on the 12th of April, quite late in Pisces. And that's very significant. So Pisces is the last sign. We do all the processing there. It's in the subconscious mind. So everything's kind of ticking away and it's really quite otherworldly energies. All the signs before that are all kind of very much Earth-based. And by the time we get to Pisces, it kind of almost leaves Earth and goes into another worldly realm and a real kind of spiritual realm and, and everything gets processed. And then by the time we get to the end of Pisces, we're delivered back to the start of Aries, which is the first sign and all about fresh and new beginnings. So it's kind of got to process everything that's been before, before delivering us back to effectively a new lap to start all over again. And that sort of spring fresh like energies. Now, Neptune being in Pisces is quite significant anyway, which has been for a few years. Neptune's mm. the planet of Pisces. So that's really kind of deep in the subconscious mind. And when Jupiter comes alongside, which it will do on the um, 12th of April, with Jupiter being expansion, it's just going to basically really expand our subconscious mind. And I think 
you know, with Mercury being there not long before, the sun being in Pisces through this period before that, basically, for me, it all plays into the Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is going to go to another level this year because so much of, you know, the ways in which we've been misled and stuff are things that are locked in our subconscious minds. Mm. The things that we're taught from mm. those sort of very young years. Oh, even how the world is constructed. You know, we're taught, we're taught it's very one-dimensional and it, of course it's not. You know, I like to think that I'm fairly awake now, but, you know, I'm not awake. I'm still awakening and, and only beginning to realise when you're in Pisces and with the Neptune energy as well, it's all happening on an intuitive level. So you don't calculate it. And this is one of the things, when you look at the stars and stuff, you're making calculations, but the calculations only reveal so much, but other things come to us more on a sensitive feely level. So you take Einstein, for instance, he always said that, you know, when he worked out his great equations, well, basically he had the dream first. He kind of saw the vision and then he went away and done the sums. You know, he didn't just think up the sums and then have the vision from the sums. It was the other way around. So we really have to trust in our intuition, our dreams, our subconscious mind, you know, and allow ourselves to kind of be open to that and what it can reveal to us, because that's how we grasp these things. We don't learn it first. You know, we grasp it and then we learn afterwards. Well, what was going on there and look to work it out. Mm. So this whole business with Neptune and Jupiter is definitely the standout thing for this year. And they come together on the 12th of um, April, and that's going to be a significant step towards the Great Awakening, just in terms of basically people becoming much more aware of the bigger picture. Jupiter is the bigger picture. It is expansion. So you put that in the dream space and with all within Pisces, near the end of Pisces, and it's really quite something. It's I interesting. Mean, it's interesting you say that because we I have a community, Richard, and inside our community, we we're having a discussion last few days about quite a lot of the guys who have been working. They've been gone back to work after Christmas and most of my community is pretty awake. And so they was commenting on the fact that a lot of people that they work with who weren't awake were now starting to question things and things didn't feel right for them and they weren't going to get a booster. And, you know, it was it felt like there was a, a wave of change almost happening in what I would call in people who weren't necessarily, <laughs> I'm just going to have to say awake. <laughs> I get you. I mean, I'm like this all the time. You know, honestly, my sort of self-talk in my mind when I'm going out and seeing people in masks and stuff is a bit shocking at times. And it's not fair. Because, um, you know, I never... thought you'd have to share this with you. I was on a walk, dog walk this morning in the middle of the countryside and a bloke walked past me in a mask. And I was like... I think I've seen everything now. Yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? It's stupid. I was like, who's going to get you out here, mate? There's nobody here. Oh. I think on another level, I, I, I spoke to a friend earlier who's really kind of um, probably the lady I trust most in the world, but not even lady, the being I trust most in the world in terms of just being switched on. She's a healer. Um, she, I know she's great because basically I had an allergic reaction to gardening once got told for a doctor I had this condition for life everything they were throwing out steroids was making it worse I went along to one healing treatment with her where she didn't even touch me and within two weeks it was gone and it was instantly kind of better on the day um, so I know that she's the real deal and she's very well connected and she said to me earlier that she believes there'll be the first major disclosure this year so we've had disclosures but they've all been un un unofficial on the internet, you know, in, in posts through sort of 
la-di-da, but nothing kind of official. But she mm. says this year there'll be, she sort of very much believes that the um, the good guys are pretty much in control now, that the war's still going on, but they are basically winning the war and that this year will be the year when there will be major, at least a major disclosure that's going to really red pill people. So um, really going to help to start wake people up. So when I heard that, and then I look at the stars and all, and then you sort of see how it can all come together. And nothing's ever a given. We've been given dates before and things haven't been worked out. You know, I don't like to kind of pin myself down on anything. No, of course not. So no, and I think, you know, for, for me, like, we are being supported in our awakening journey. You know, the stars are supporting us in our awakening journey. And for me, it's all about self-responsibility. Like, there is all that stuff going on outside of us. But how we can take control back is by going inward, you know, and, and doing our bit. Like, you're doing your dharma. You're doing your purpose. I'm sure you're doing your inner work as well. But the more beings we have in a high vibrational state and space who are living in alignment with their souls, doing their dharma, helping others, serving others, but at the same time shifting and doing their inner work, we're raising you know, this frequency on the planet. And, it- and this is why I see Jupiter being so crucial this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just Jupiter in Pisces. It's the fact that when Jupiter and Neptune come together, also at the end of that month, at the end of April, Venus is right there with them as well. You know, Venus is just such a Jupiter and Venus are the two planets that you consider to be lucky or fortunate and, you know, a real feel good factor. So with them both being by Neptune in Pisces, you know, it's really boosting those Neptune energies and and boosting our subconscious mind. So it's it's really just helping, you know, and it's helping us on that spiritual level and intuitive level to really kind of see things and make breakthroughs so it's kind of going hand in hand with other things that are happening in the world and the the sort of drip drip of disclosures that we've been having so far um you know for instance there was something in the daily telegraph today about where they've been sort of saying that so many of the people in hospital are in there for covid but actually it's only a really small percentage and it's just the fact they test everyone goes in and a lot of people who are going in for other conditions are testing positive mm. didn't know they had it so then they class them all together and say oh look all these people are in hospital with COVID well they're not they went in for other conditions so they're just basically um manipulating the figures as they do have See, you listened to the Joe Rogan uh interview yeah I'll, I'll when we finish i'll send it to you because that is just mind-blowing um for anyone who's listening to this go and listen to joe rogan on spotify joe rogan experience he interviews dr robert maloney he was the creator of the uh, mrn mrna and this bloke basically is yeah really sharing some amazing stuff so i would definitely go and have a listen to that but richard thank you that was such an incredible kind of overarching you know view of what is happening and it sounds incredibly transformational it sounds like a real almost the stage is set as you would say for us to really do our evolutionary work you know the planets are supporting us is there anything else you'd like to add about 2022 yeah definitely because um what happens is in may jupiter then moves into aries so then it gets to the start of the zodiac and it goes into Aries at around about the same time as Mars goes into Aries. Mars is the ruling planet of Aries. So Mars-Jupiter conjunctions are really powerful. Moving into Aries and on the back of all that's been through this period through Pisces is highly significant. And as it moves into Aries and Jupiter in Aries with Mars, even without it, it's a real expansion of the self. So we're going to kind of have Pisces is going to really help to kind of 
take the great awakening that much forward and to expand our subconscious minds and then we get into the expansion of ourselves because what it's all going to do is reveal things you know it's like so much of the journey of the last two years has been the revelation of all the rubbish that we've been taught of things that have really been going on our true history and then all that that kind of means for us and the fact that we could be these really super duper energetic beings that have always been kind of suppressed and and we've been kept in the dark of the true our true nature now with jupiter in aries and that aries kind of focus it's just going to really help to expand ourselves so at that stage we go into some serious self-expansion um, not just you know with pisces it's going to be very kind of internally and on the spiritual level but then by the time it gets into aries it breaks it out into kind of like spring-like energy so we come to the surface with it all and we take it into the world but then typically with astrology we get then a bit further down in the line and jupiter's actually going to go into retrograde so it will come back and it will come back to the end of pisces about two degrees in so we'll kind of go back on ourselves a bit and it's kind of going to do this loop around the aries pisces area before moving back into aries on the day before the solstice in december and um which then just sets us up perfectly for 2023 um as we go sort of into the south again but it won't be sort of going back into um pisces on that loop so then we really kind of take off and go forward with that south and from the start of the zodiac again in earnest and you know and in 2023 when a lot of that will be playing out there'll be other significant shifts so pluto is going to move into aquarius for the first time which is massive um, Saturn will move into Pisces, which is significant, not on the same level as Pluto. So 2023, I think, is going to be the year of really significant shifts where everything feels completely different. And this year is setting us all up for that as we just really come to awaken more and to develop ourselves more. So the Jupiter in Aries, will there'll be a lot of self-development going on. But it'll feel a little bit frustrating when it goes into retrograde because it'll feel like we've just started to go somewhere and then we're going backwards a bit. And that's what retrogrades are all about, you know, but they happen and we just got to deal with it. But still, so, it sounds like a really exciting year. You know, we're, we're moving more into our spirituality. We're more, moving to more into self exploration transformation you're talking my language you know this well fantastic. i'm talking our language and probably <laughs> for us spiritual types that you know that is absolutely perfect and um it's what we're all about but i think for most people and we'll enjoy it as well once jupiter gets into aries proper and we get these other shifts then it just becomes much more relevant in our outside life going forward rather than just in the spiritual side of things amazing what it all summed up don't you we want to start living the lives that we were really born to live for yeah absolutely. to do that we've kind of got to get it right in our heads first so all this stuff with jupiter this year between pisces and aries mm. is really going to help sort that out and amazing. then we can really kind of move forward so you know i'm really hopeful actually i mean i know there's all the horror stories that are still going on and the war's still going on but i actually feel really hopeful and um, that things are really going to start turning around and, you know, maybe, you know, and it may not work out like this. This isn't a prediction. It is a hope. It's an anticipation that I have. It's not an expectation. It's an anticipation. But let's live into that highest energy. That sounds incredible. Really incredible. Well, um, if we do that, we're going to help it happen. That's for sure. Well, this we're, is it. Here, we're just going to drag ourselves down. We, we kind of get what we expect. 
Absolutely. What you believe, you create. Absolutely, absolutely. Richard, I could talk to you all day because <laughs> I find you fascinating. Um, we are going to do a little behind the scenes version. For those of you who are joining us in the workbook, you will now be able to access the rest of the interview with Richard and the workbook and the exercise that he's going to give us. Um, but Richard, I would just want to say thank you so much. And if people are interested in going deeper, because obviously you can really help them hold space for this transformation. If there's someone who's interested in doing a personal chart with you, is it rpastrology.com they would find you at? It is rpastrology.com. And if people look me up on Facebook under rpastrology, yes. um, pretty much everything that I post in there, I also put a link for my Telegram channel where I'm able to be much more frank and open about what I really think. So, um, you Go know- Go follow Richard on Facebook, he's, uh, he's fun. Yeah, and I post most days, so then we can be sort of more specific for those who are interested in the details. Absolutely. But hopefully I've given you a good overview of this year. Yeah, thank you so much, that was fantastic. You're welcome, my pleasure. So, what did you think to this interview? Hopefully you got some really good insights and you really now understand how you can implement the energy of 2022 into your life. Ready? Please do sign up for our free energy workbook. The link is here. You can sign up for your free energy workbook and inside the workbook are all of our experts giving you an exercise that you can do that you can integrate and put into your life to make 2022 the best year yet. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to my channel. The interviews will be coming out from the 7th of January for the rest of January, all the way to the end of January. So if you haven't already, please do subscribe to my channel, like and share. And I really hope that you find a lot of value from the Energy 2022 forecast series.